You think that you are the number one dad? No offense, Homer, but your half-assed underparenting was a lot more fun than your half-assed overparenting. But I'm using my whole head. No wire-hangers My father would womanize, he would drink. He would make outrageous claims like he invented the first Welcome, Amanda. Welcome, Nathan. Good to have you here this week on Mom and Pop Culture. Our weekly podcast. Yeah, about uh, parenting and some piece of popular culture. This week we went super contemporary and did the 2021 Netflix series, Dad, Stop Embarrassing Me! Uh, emphasis there. It, it does have an exclamation point in the title. But that's also how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Debuted April 14th, 2021, mm-hmm. uh, available on Netflix. Give us a better show to review. You can email us <laughs> yes, at momandpopculturepod at gmail. You can reach out to us on the social medias. Yes. We're on Instagram and Twitter. So find us there at momandpopculturepod. And yeah, give us your suggestions, reach out, let us know what you think of the show. We would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So as I said this week, it's Dad Stop Embarrassing Me mm-hmm. from Netflix. Mm-hmm. Stars Oscar winner Jamie Foxx as Brian. Stars TV mainstay and hilarious human being David Alan Greer. And Jumanji star. Is he in Jumanji? Oh my god, yeah, he's one of the best parts. He's the the guy at the shoe factory who um, Robin Williams as a child gets him fired by accident, and then he becomes a cop for the town, and then he's the one who's like helping him navigate the situation he created. He plays the straight man who is not quite straight. Is now when I should tell you I've never seen Jumanji? We should watch it for the show. Okay. <laughs> It'd be better than this. Yeah, it would be. So we were drawn to this because of those two names, right? Because of Jamie Foxx and David Allen Greer. I was so excited to hear David Allen Greer is still getting a paycheck. I was mm-hmm. like, good for him. Mm-hmm. But um, He's 11 years older than Jamie Foxx, but playing his dad on this. <laughs> Has a actors, lot of makeup. Yeah. A lot of makeup. Big, silly beard. Yeah. Other people on the show, uh, Kyla Drew. She's his daughter, Sasha. Portia Coleman, Jonathan Kite, and Heather Hemmons. So, obviously, for me, I know Jamie Foxx and David Allen Greer from In Living Color, which debuted on Fox in 1990 and was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Right, yeah. Like, far and away at the time. Uh, I mean, obviously, Jim Carrey launched from it, but yep. Damon Wayans, David Allen Greer, Jamie Foxx in the second season, some of the funniest, best characters and most memorable moments I can think of. Did you ever watch it, or I could not imagine it going over well in the house you grew up no, in? No, that was not something we watched in the house that I grew up in. But it it's something I have seen and been made aware of since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially as, like, looking into black culture, it is a big touchstone. Yeah, it's hugely important. So, 1990, it really helps put hip-hop in the mainstream. Um, one of the key ingredients there was Rosie Perez was the choreographer and picked all the music for the show right uh, and helped book all the acts so she Queen was Queen Latifah's like, on it too right I don't think so she was on Living Single at the time okay um, and had a different kind of vibe than the In Living Color sh- like politically sure um, she was like a serious person despite sure. like being comedic and they were yeah. just 
I mean this in the sweetest, most complimentary way. They were clowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, literally, homie, don't play that. Well, right. And, um, you know, the Waynes brothers are... Mm-hmm. Silly, go- silly yeah. geese. Yes. A bunch of silly geese. Yeah. Uh, Queen Latifah was in House Party 2 uh, around this time, which was uh, produced by Bentley Kyle Evans, who is the showrunner of this. Oh, okay. Dad, stop. You're embarrassing me. Yes. Well, okay. So... Our narrative here is as conflated and difficult to follow as that episode, (laughs) uh, as the episode we watched. So this is a show that was originally pitched to Netflix as Jamie Foxx deals with his sort of estranged daughter coming to stay with him. Very classic sitcom structure, right? Mom has died. Yep. Mom's died. And guy who's not ready to be a dad is forced to be a dad. Cad is forced to be a dad. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's like you were in the development room. (laughs) Uh, Though that is better than any joke in this pilot. So... (laughs) It's you know it's it's well tread ground and they've got people doing it who are extremely well qualified. So the Jamie Fox his show the Jamie Fox show was a smash hit right after Living Color. Right. Uh, Bentley Kyle Evans was a part of that, and Jim Patterson is the other guy who they got involved in this to help write the pilot. He's been on Two and a Half Men, Mike and Molly, uh, and he runs a show called The Ranch on Netflix that I've not seen but people really like. Those are all shows not in our wheelhouse, right? Not right. Yeah, that's true. I so, mean, hits, I mean, but not ones that are appeal to us. Right. And and not, I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of either of those shows. Mike and Molly are two and a half men. Uh, no. No, I have not. So this isn't necessarily for us, but it's also exceptionally poor quality. Yeah. Right. Is. And and we were really bummed because the other piece of talent here is a guy named Ken Whittingham, who is a, a sitcom director. Here's a, a list of his credits um so he does comedy and drama american housewife gilmore girls unbreakable kimmy schmidt ugly betty still standing community yes dear 30 rock californication parks and recreation the middle the mindy project parenthood the bernie mac show scrubs two broke girls everybody hates chris modern family the king of queens rules of engagement the office my name is earl and entourage so pretty much TV. <laughs> T- the TV that has been on in the last 20 years. Ken Whittingham, uh, uh, um, African-American director, black director, yeah. has directed it. And yeah. so you have unbelievable talent. Yes, absolutely. Here. Uh, this was being put together pre-pandemic. And then obviously uh, last February it was starting to be in pre-production. Casting was happening. And then COVID hit. And I got to think that played a role in the finished pilot we saw. Let's get into some of the actual stuff because, like, the, there's no polish on it at all. No, not at all. It's so. What happened is, and it's interesting because it sort of mirrors the remaking of a family on the show. Is Patterson and Fox wrote this pilot. Patterson decides he's going to stay on the ranch, and so they bring in Bentley Kyle Evans to sort of reimagine the series. And what you end up with is a pilot episode, the only one we watched. Hashtag Black people don't go to therapy. That is we very, very much has its ass between episode. two chairs. Yes, absolutely. Very much. It feels like three different people wrote it. Yeah. You know, it has no cohesive point of view. It has no real. It has a lot of stuff that's it like. Has nothing that's, to say. That's fine. <laughs> well, it, it has. I think it tries to say something. Well, right. But it doesn't ever come down anywhere. It's a lot of good ideas that are sort of half-baked. Yes, absolutely. I think. And it feels very, yeah, it feels like they shot a second draft 
or like a writer's roundtable read through. Well, and right. And even the, the like bed. staging of furniture is weird in it. It just feels cheap mm-hmm. or something. I wonder. I mean, they had to have been. So it was filmed at Sunset Bronson Studios in Hollywood, despite taking place in Georgia. I would have. And having Atlanta be a hot spot mm-hmm. for like black comedy black right comedy now. Comedy production. <laughs> it is the black Hollywood. I would have thought for sure. This was from Atlanta and Atlanta based, but obviously Fox lives in uh, L.A. He's been doing the it's confusing because it's Jamie Foxx working for the Fox Broadcasting (laughs) Company, but he's been doing one X or two. Two X has been working for one X as the host of Beat Shazam. They're sort of name that tune of the 21st century. Uh, So he's L.A. based. And so he, he wanted to do this. I gathered to work with his daughter had to have been impacted by production protocols yeah there's no other explanation for why it looks so terrible and seems so like a student film like a student project yeah jamie fox's daughter kareen is who the relationship the show depicts is it's based on their relationship um she serves as a producer on it so maybe there's some part of this story or we can choose to tell this story as like well he wanted to work with his daughter and so Mm -hmm. he gets to do that i mean Mm -hmm. that's really cool and he gets to work with david allen greer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he apparently (laughs) called david allen greer and like wanted him to do it and was like the country's very divided people are trying to get these laughs let's do this Um, which like hearing that i was so excited to see this show mm -hmm. i had seen like a clip that had jack a harry the mom from sister sister and like it just it was like hitting all of my like nostalgia pieces but like sounded interesting enough and like you know even like i really like david allen greer and jamie fox is fine Mm -hmm. seemed like Mm -hmm. it was gonna be great Jamie Foxx is great. We watched his Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. He's very funny. And laughed yeah. our asses off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have owned stock in Jamie Foxx's career since a movie he did in the late 90s called Bait, where he's like, have I made you watch Bait yet? Tell me more. It's yeah. like a C-tier action movie where Jamie Foxx <laughs> is like a fast-talking, low-level thief. No, but that sounds good. Who they, I think they put a chip in him to lure oh, some higher-level thief. That's really good for Jamie Foxx, mm-hmm. It too. was good. And then he did that um, Collateral with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, where he he was, it was just him and the biggest movie star in the world in a car yeah. for yeah, 90 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, you're right. You're he's, right. Uh, he's phenomenal talent, but not in not in this. So the, pr- the premise, as we said, loops into the pilot storyline. Sasha goes to live with her dad, and it's super awkward, so they go see a therapist. And then that is sort of the framing device for the episode. We're in therapy and flashing back to these other moments. The, through the story, he says he'll have sushi with her, but then chooses work instead, and then makes up for it by singing uh, one of her favorite perform- a song by one of her favorite performers. Yeah. Right? So classic sitcom, person makes a mistake, person makes up for that and learns a lesson and you know all the structure all the bones are there Mm -hmm. the some of the jokes are even funny like some of the things were very funny the therapist thinks they're dating that's very funny that's very funny Um, yeah absolutely wants to sleep with jamie fox eventually that's very funny yeah yeah i mean Um, like hold on i want to go back to the therapist thinking they're dating because mm -hmm. that's hilarious like he's this older 
well-established man who brings in a young woman to talk about their relationship and the therapist's automatic assumption is that oh you must be dating and Mm -hmm. is coming at it from that perspective and like that happened like not going to therapy but i was shopping for jewelry with my dad for my mom for like christmas or something and everybody thought that i was his young wife and it was like creepy as fuck That that so that was a joke that like really landed, but then they like didn't do anything with it, you know. And they didn't. The way you just told it there was a narrative of yeah. you went. They went to therapy. They saw a young couple. The therapist made them some mistake. Like it's a one two three. There's no one two three in this. No. They just sort of launch the the therapist confusion right at you and then reconcile it. They don't like play with it for a minute no. and have. Uh, you what you would expect from a sitcom of like a, a there's no fun yeah there's no threes company <laughs> mm-hmm. there's no yeah there's no fun with it as you say uh, they don't milk the premise at all no yeah um, it's like they thought of this let's get it out there let's get as many jokes as possible without without um giving the jokes time to breathe but also the other ones don't land so it's all the jokes felt like they've been sitting in somebody's draft folder since 2015 oh um, there are skinny jeans jokes in there's them. popeye sandwich jokes there's an al pacino reference there's like some really weird stuff in this where it's like who is this for mm-hmm. who is it for and then from the storytelling whose point of view is this Right, because Sasha is giving us voiceover as she tells the therapist stories. Right. But then in that flashback, Jamie Foxx is directly addressing the camera. Yeah, he breaks the fourth fourth wall. wall. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's very weird. There's jokes about there's a cop character who is like, Oh, I was supposed to be checking on a home invasion and instead he's like getting stoned with his buddies Mm -hmm. with David Allen Greer, right? Yeah. Right, that old, that new, fresh, hilarious trope of grandpa smoking weed. Yes. Right? Right, never <laughs> seen that before. I will say, they do have a couple very funny jokes with it, and David Allen Greer plays that very well. Yes. Yep, absolutely. And and so, what you have here is a mess, right? Mm-hmm. And I, we watched this last week, and life gets in the way. We didn't, we haven't had a chance to record it, but I'm glad we had a chance to think about it so that I can be at least a little bit positive about it. Like... It was hard to watch. Yeah. Genuinely uh, cringe. Cringe TV, right? And I don't think this was anyone's intention, but uh, are you familiar with Twin Peaks? Yes. Uh, What do you know about Twin Peaks? Um, I mean, I've seen Twin Peaks. Okay. Um, So the weird, right? Yeah, about a murder in a small town. A girl disappears. Right. Basically, right? Yeah. And it is about what happens after that. Right. Mm-hmm. And the point of it is to use the power of moving pictures and sound to create in the viewer <laughs> the feeling of grief. Yeah, it works really well. Right? The feeling you would have if you lost someone, right? Yeah. And, you know, only about 800,000 people want to feel that feeling, it turns out. So that's all that, all that watches Twin Peaks. Despite right, but that's it being... also why it became a big hit afterwards. Sure. Because there, I mean, and thankfully there is like a market for that. <laughs> this does the same thing through no intention of the creators. Watching it felt like I would feel either as a dad to a teenage girl in this situation where it's sure. just horrifically awkward and I don't know why anybody's doing this thing. <laughs> or like the teenage girl where you're like, Oh, everyone is trying so hard at the wrong thing. 
Um, and so it was incredibly effective in that regard. But like, I don't want to feel either of those ways. And I don't think that was purposeful. Not at all. And like the awkwardness. I mean, like I'm thinking about um, like book smart a little bit has that where it's like can't you feel the awkwardness of some of the characters or you know like some of those other coming of age movies that we've watched recently um helps you feel those feelings while you're watching the the narrative on tv Mm -hmm. but where this was just like oh my god guys get it together (laughs) like you're all (laughs) professionals come on let's not shoot the rehearsal yes Like, if you've ever gone to, like, a live performance on opening night and, like, the jitters are there and it's not great and, like, there needs to be, people are kind of stumbling and, like, it's like, you guys are good actors. What the hell is happening? Yeah. What happened? That's the best take? Well, with all that said, are you ready to talk about the family on it? Yeah. So, Brian is, uh, the mamas and the papas, you have Brian, who is Jamie Foxx. He is the, um... I guess air to a cosmetics fortune yeah he and inherited a makeup company air to a makeup company um i related to uh, women being attracted to him women were really into my dad he's six four handsome um interesting so that, that was... you think your dad's handsome well he looks like me doesn't he no oh. i mean not to me but I... well sure obviously <laughs> uh he had a lot of lady suitors so i related to that but again, the the like sh- the shit they do to him there's a bit where he like is in skinny jeans and goes down the stairs on the banister and hits his balls, and it's like, what? Are, what has happened? <laughs> yeah, Since that was man really has weird. an Oscar. You know, I I would say the really weird shift in energy reminded me of seeing like um, a Tyler Perry movie. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know if some of that is me not understanding like black comedy or. Sure. If, if it's just is weird, but like it, it's so, like the energy was all over the place. That's a really good point. And I think that kind of relates to sort of the ways you and I anticipate and expect the stories or the scenes rather to unfold mm-hmm. where we're obviously mostly watch white sitcoms. Yeah. And so there's a different rhythm to a friend, to a Seinfeld, to a community. So I'm, I'm sure some of this is our own naivety, but according to every website i could find that has a review of this by black white critics alike yeah. it is not a successful depiction of anything no i agree with that i'm just saying like i like i'm wondering if some of the energy shifting is just a cultural barrier or culturally mm-hmm. different way of storytelling sure um that just because it's not a good execution of it is even more awkward mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's entirely possible the other dad is David Allen Greer as Pops. Pot smoking Pops. Mm-hmm. I related really to pop that. Pop my peas. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, they had, you know, some very uh, low level pot jokes like, oh boy, it smells like a Snoop concert and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. there were also like. He's like, wake up, be more liberal. It's 2019. And Jamie Foxx is like, dad, it's 2021. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the better jokes in the whole thing. He's like, oh man, this is good pot. Yeah. I also liked. Um, you know he's like oh man we gotta hide the swede from sasha the daughter and then like she walks in the kitchen and pops goes oh give your pops a hug and she's like no thanks i don't want to get a contact high mm-hmm. and she's like he's like see she knows about weed mm-hmm. <laughs> like that mm-hmm. was cute too mm-hmm. like oh, yeah i liked the potential for their relationship yeah i liked or related to i guess at the so in the episode storyline jamie fox the conflict why he can't take care of his daughter have sushi with his daughter like he promises is he has a work 
pop-up event mm-hmm. and at that event pops david allen greer is there taking credit for all his son's success oh yeah and trying to use the company to like hit on women yes um which i thought was very fun and relatable. which is also interesting like if he's the if he inherited the company like i wonder it wasn't from david allen greer mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. know it's got to be mom who's dead or gone or something um but we don't have any of that backstory no not in this episode they might get into it in later ones but we bailed that's it on parents as you say mom's dead sasha's mom brian's <laughs> ex the lady he was with once were they yeah married? i don't know if they were married or not but. um but it's gone and then his mom is also gone mm-hmm. then the pseudo parents you have chelsea who is brian's sister mm-hmm. she uh i wrote down as a sexed up sex person yes according to you yes well, I mean, that was her, her character role right. in the, you know, you get, there's like two women who play that same part because you can't, I mean, there's two speeds for women, too mm-hmm. much sex Sexy or not enough. Mom. Yeah, right. Um, and so she's like, you know, making out with the cop friend at the work event and stuff mm-hmm. like that, where that's, but that's like all we really see about her. Yeah. Uh, she seems to be pretty good with Sasha. Yeah, we don't have a lot of interaction, but we have a little bit, and they seem to have a fine relationship. And it's uh, you can see based on the other relationships Brian has that like she's gonna end up taking care of Sasha for sure. The other woman who does take care of Sasha and seems to be taking care of most of the things in Brian's life is Stacy. Yes, his coworker, who is like seems to be running the whole company yeah beautiful nice kind and and takes on a motherly role with sasha like oh man i'm sorry your dad didn't do that but you know he's so hardworking. but mm-hmm. let me take you to dinner you know mm-hmm. i'll take you to sushi like let me cover up, up all of brian's faults mm-hmm. and cover for him in any way he needs and take no credit for any of my work and also do all of these other things that are not part of my job description. Right. Basically take care of everything. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was also there. Right. So just sort of everyone <laughs> seems to exist to serve Brian in this episode. Yeah. Even Sasha. And it's kind of. We were talking a little bit about this before we started recording, but like the dad stop embarrassing me. I thought, was, I mean, like. Yes, it's clear that that's Jamie Foxx, but I thought that was going to be David Allen Greer to Jamie Foxx, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that that transcended really past Jamie Foxx. Sure. You know? It feels like, yeah, that was a knob they could have turned up yep. at any given time of, like, David Allen Greer, Greer on a Netflix comedy. <laughs> one would think could find ways to embarrass Jamie Foxx, right? Yeah. Like when they're they're they had to cuz this is how these things work. They had to give them the notes of push the envelope. I mean it's Netflix. There's right. the reason you do this show on Netflix instead of Fox. Right. Is so that you can do those types of things. Yeah, right? you can you can give it more. Like it it's a weird wacky family show. Like you can mm-hmm. really pull it up. But they they didn't uh, from the brothers and sisters, Chelsea's Brian's sister, but there wasn't a whole lot of brother and sisterly. I guess they have like a sort of adversarial, playful thing. Well, I mean, she's over at the house. Mm-hmm. I guess that's something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're in each other's lives. In terms of the damn wiener kids, at one point, Sasha, in classic sitcom fashion, dad is about to get laid, and there comes his kid. Yeah. So, ultimate cock block, having a kid. It's true, though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And that other, that is one of the sex ladies. 
the lady who's just yeah, the model that, who's just throwing herself at Jamie Foxx in the I, middle of the day. Right. Like who I also looked her up and I'm forgetting the actress's name or what she's been in, but I did see that she was in eight episodes of the show and she's given such a throwaway character to play, which is just like a hypersexualized model who's just desperate for Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And, and to like, the point where she's like wants to do the mother role. She says like there's nothing sexier than a single dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But like, she's a, she's about the image of it. Yeah. We're not gonna waste our time. Yeah. <laughs> the other damn wiener kid thing Sasha does is she's pretty ageist to her dad. Oh yeah. You know, doesn't respect him and uses language she doesn't understand, know. and then like makes fun of him for not understanding it. Mm-hmm. I mean, classic teenage damn wiener kid stuff. I would also say one of the things is like. You know, she's at the start of the episode, she needs to get picked up from the airport because she's moving to Atlanta from wherever she was coming from. I don't remember where. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Foxx has 37 mixed missed texts from her. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm a grown ass man. You have to call me. Which, like, I think is Jamie Foxx being a damn wiener kid. You know, your daughter's coming in. Right. Your phone's blown up. I had, that was one of my biggest problems with the whole story. The whole story hinges on him not checking his phone, which I don't believe for a second. Yeah. I don't believe for a second that this guy who runs a cosmetics company isn't glued to his phone. Right. During working hours, isn't aware that his daughter is coming on this day and would have somebody to remind him. Or someone else to pick her up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They didn't do the work of writing in the situation that caused him to not be there. Right, yeah. It was just, well, we'll use the phone. Right, yeah. Uh, And I didn't think it worked. That leads to a lot of bad parenting from Brian. Yes. Right, a a showcase of bad parenting. He gets Stacy to take uh, care of Sasha, basically passes her off on him. Right, it's just like, you take her. Doesn't even really... I've got work to do, which is like... yeah. Doesn't really. I mean, he explicitly promises. Yes. That he'll take her to sushi. He explicitly promises he'll choose uh, her over work, but then doesn't really. But again, doesn't seem set up that it. tension and the moment. It's just somebody going like, "No, you have to meet with the investors," and he's like, "All right, all right, I got no choice." And it's like, no, there has to be some higher stakes there. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just nothing. It's a whole nothing. Yeah, like I, I don't know if if she had gone to the investor meeting somehow. You might have gotten in uh, sure. an opportunity for some more comedy. Uh, that I had a problem with the explicitly breaking the promise. Anytime she brings up the past, he gets super upset, which is like, right. well, what? How do you ever expect to learn and grow and, and have and a relationship? Yes. If you don't talk about the past or the way it made you feel. Right. And then in the end, he, and I know this is sitcom storytelling, but it's also unfortunately the way a lot of particularly fathers raise their kids is he's upset her. And to his credit, he knows he's upset her. Mm-hmm. And then the way he makes it up to her is with this enormous gesture, right? It's yeah. So the problem is, as she points out in a, in a moment, we'll talk about it in a second, is that he's she's not been a priority to him. Yeah. And the way he makes up for that is with some big song and dance. Right. Like an <laughs> abuser. <laughs> and it's like exactly like an abuser. And like w- what you actually need is to make her a priority, to yeah. continue to make her the choice Mm-hmm. The thing that gets your time. And it's most not going to be one know, thing. It's going to be every day. Yeah. It's not one event and we're good. It's not a, oh, well, I hurt you. I did this nice thing. So now we're at even. It is a consistent 
level of attention that needs to be paid mm-hmm. and there's no the show attempts to say that later right but that isn't the lesson we see him learn you right. know what i mean yes or that yes. isn't isn't the actions we see play out in the story right so that that really bothered me that's something my dad did all the time and and even my mom does still of like well i'll do this enormous thing to make up for years of neglect or to right. make up for not having done x y and z and it's just like that isn't at all successful that's not the thing that's not the thing met. good parenting i thought there was some of it Mm-hmm. There is uh, so off screen, I guess in the before time, Sasha alludes to one time Brian she was sick and Brian took her to get sushi. Mm-hmm. Which I, I guess that's bad parenting. Don't take your sick kid for sushi, you jackass. But no, he took care of her though. Is okay. like like I think she, she got sick, sick from and the sushi was a separate story. I think maybe she got sick at sushi. Okay, and then they want to go back. And yeah, she maybe, wants okay. to go she back, and I think that was the yeah yeah. Because that was, like, one of the only experiences she had with her dad. Sure. Okay. And even though it was, like, a bat, like, ended poorly, she Mm -hmm. was still like, well, let's do this thing that we have done. Vomiting (laughs) after sushi is our thing. So she does some really good Mm -hmm. self-parenting and parenting of Brian, specifically, where she says uh, to him plainly that he's never, she's never been a priority for him. Mm -hmm. And then she says plainly, he's a fun guy, not a good dad. Well, and she says, we don't fit just like your pants, <laughs> which was like, you know, a joke, but it, you know, lands. And Brian says, what? You don't like my pants? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't get what it's about. No. Not at all. And you're just um, not a good dad. It's sad that she has to say those things to him. Yes. But I think there's, you know, as we saw with um, Mrs. Doubtfire, kids often end up in that situation of like, having to tell their parents hard truths yes brian's big gesture is dumb but like he listened yeah he listened to what her we don't he i don't remember the artist jay blavin oh (laughs) so she like it's an it's a very um nonchalant remark that she makes Mm -hmm. that that's her favorite artist Mm -hmm. and he picks it up Mm -hmm. um and then like learns a song from him and sings it to her yeah um i would say another good piece of parenting you know what he could have done though is spend that time with her right go to a concert with her or you know listen to the song together whatever Mm -hmm. not be the center of attention that she you know it's again focused on brian Mm -hmm. not on her and what she would want one good piece of parenting i will say is like when sasha says you're not a good dad jamie fox looks at the camera which again is weird because we're Mm -hmm. we're voiced over from sasha at the beginning (laughs) but um he says back in my day if i said that to my parents and then he says well but this isn't back in my day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so like that is like a position of learning and trying to grow Mm -hmm. um and hearing a little bit from sasha what she's experiencing yeah there is at least that glimmer of hope to him right i mean Mm -hmm. he does the big gesture is the wrong way to go but he did pay attention and it does seem like his intention is to be a good dad just like their intention Mm -hmm. was to tell a funny story here (laughs) we're just not necessarily delivering on that correct one of the more sort of poignant observations in this show devoid of them 
was the therapist uh-huh. who falls into the sexed out lady yes. category. Uh-huh. Can't get enough sex. Uh-huh. Says uh, basically that uh, you don't need therapy. You need to build a relationship. And I think that's pretty astute. I think that's true, but I think that it's clear that they don't know how to do that without the intervention of a therapist, at least at first, Um, Mm -hmm. to get the ball rolling, to learn some healthy methods for communicating and being together. Because, like, that that I I disagreed with the therapist. Like, I agree with that premise that, like, all there needs to be is this building of a relationship and this daily way of being together, but they're... They need help doing that. It's been clear. <laughs> they right. And, and they need uh, interpretation, I think, of this is Jamie Foxx's attempt at a loving action. Yes. This is yes. what Sasha needs from a father, right? And where can these things Precisely. meet? Precisely. Yes. Like, I hear what you were trying to do. That's wonderful that you did that for your daughter. Here's what your daughter was asking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, somebody mm-hmm. to do that. You see how they're different, don't yes. you? Yes. 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 And then she does, the therapist also says it's all about love, which again, I disagree with. (laughs) That's not true. It's about time and attention. Yeah. And like respect and like a bunch of other stuff. (laughs) If it was all about love, man, that would be easy, but that's not what it is. Mm -mm. So we're not bullish on anybody. Don't don't embarrass yourselves (laughs) by watching dad stop embarrassing me. Yeah, although we did watch like 10 minutes into the next episode and it gets even goofier. Is, that was better. That It was better, but like, you know, it's... You it knew what it was, it just wasn't a show we were going to watch. Correct. Right? Like, it, yeah. it, those silly devices were gone. Yeah. Um, it was more straight ahead, multi-cam sitcom, Jamie yeah. Foxx is playing multiple characters. Right. So like, it, it sort of finds itself as any sitcom mm-hmm. show does, but the whole thing, did we talk about the, all the episode titles being hashtags? Yeah. I mean, no. And that yeah. it's, it's just the whole thing is trying so hard. Yeah. And it's hard, really hard to watch something this, not sincere, but they're like. It's just poorly made. Yeah. Which is a bummer because a lot of people worked hard on this show. Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot of people risked their lives. Yes. Which, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it.